0: The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank Discussion with Passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays here on Passion, the night I reserve to answer your questions all evening long till 11 o'clock. So please send them in. Send your questions in by text at 514-800. You can also call me at 514-790-800. 0800 and some people prefer to email me, and that's fine too. To Lori L A U R I E at com, dr and then com. So, yesterday we had a pretty heavy duty show about um, intimate uh, partner abuse on men, and I ended up getting uh, quite a lot of texts from men who are, have been experiencing this, and also some emails that I want to share with you as well tonight so this is following last night's show um hi Lori, amazing show tonight you described 15 years of my marriage we are closer to divorce but should have heard you 14 years ago so that's from one person um, another person says, uh, what's up doc? Love the show concerning the female abuse on a man. I have a hard time believing that I grew up hearing and seeing my dad beat and choke my mother like three to four times. I remember telling my mom, leave him. I was 13. His problem was cocaine. A man, unless the man is outweighed by his female counterpart beat with a bat or any physical weapon, the man has no case. But you know we talked about this that uh, it's true that the abuse suffered by men the physical assaults that uh, men experience at the hands of their female partners let's say are not as severe as uh, what women experience so that's quite true but that doesn't mean that men don't live in abusive uh, relationships that also involve maybe some more, uh, you know, m- more minor um, physical assaults, but nonetheless, they still experience them. So, it's the the climate or the, the dynamic of that relationship that is really problematic. Another texter, your show tonight was great, but you made me realize something I really knew, but your show surfaced it. I am a caring and compassionate guy, probably more understanding than most other guys. My girlfriend spends way too much time with her mom in Europe and for the last year or so, it has been really bothering me, but she is very close to her mom who's having health issues and has no more family in Europe. During Christmas, we offered her to move here even move in with us, or if she wants in a residence where she can be with people of her own age and make friends and be close to my girlfriend. She never said yes or no. We are now in March, and she has only been home twice for two weeks at a time. Her job gives her the flexibility to work from anywhere and is in a position that taking time off is not an issue. Emotionally and mentally, it is draining me. We have talked about it, but nothing ever seems to get resolved. I sympathize with her and her mom, but it's going too far. She used to go a few times a year for two weeks, and sometimes I would go too. But since last summer, when her her mom's brother died, she has spent better than 50% of her time there. I do not mind alone time, but feeling alone. Talking daily is not cutting it. it. To be totally honest, I am lost. I do not want to give her an ultimatum, but do I have to wait for her mom to pass? Uh, did you do this? Can you do that? And without thinking, I do it. We Skype and we have actually mutually masturbated on Skype. Imagine two adults doing that over Skype. I am totally lost. So I'm not sure how to really help you in this situation because um, it, it, you know we all we all deserve to feel fulfilled, at least to some degree in, in our relationships. And if you're feeling very alone and lonely, within this relationship, you might need to question this and you are going to have to have a a, a real heart-to-heart talk with her about how you're feeling, how she's feeling, where you see the future of this relationship. So that's something that needs to be addressed with the two of you. And maybe when she's back in town, maybe the two of you can sit even with a counselor to see if you can work some of this stuff out. It continues, on a different subject, the guy who texted you and said he is in, in an abusive relationship for the last 27 years, I bet your show, I bet it is your show that made him realize it and he will now take action, at least I hope so. I had a big smile when you read the message from the guy who spontaneously bought flowers for his wife because of your show and my little poem, so this is from the Passion Poet, how satisfying your job must be to see the positive impact you make. I uh, may be your passion poet, but you are the passion princess who changes lives for the better. That's very sweet. Thank you. Uh, all right, another another email. Um, hello, Doctor Laurie. Your show's great. I've taken much of your advice to others and applied it to my relationship, and it seems to get results. My marriage has always been on shaky ground for lots of reasons, but we try. My husband has been working the night shifts, which finishes at midnight, and he is home by 12.30, 12.45, the latest. For the last two months, our sex life has gone from a few times a week to maybe once. He has a very healthy sex drive, and so do I, so this is bothering me. When I ask about it, he tells me he is just not there. I am now suspecting he may be having sex elsewhere. Can you or your listeners come up with any subtle ways to perhaps find out if I am right? I'm hoping I am wrong, but he is very gung-ho on Saturday and sometimes Sundays, so I suspect something is going on on weekdays. You are a best friend to the passion community, and we all love you for it. Thank you. Well, that's very sweet. Thank you. Okay, so um, what's happening here? You're, You're making an assumption because his sex drive has gone down that he must be getting it elsewhere, which... Look, I'm not going to lie. It could be, but is that uh, the most common reason for somebody's lowered libido? No, there may be other things going on. What's, in terms of talking to him about it, it's more about finding out like, what do you mean you're just not there? What's going on? Are you more stressed out than, uh, than usual? Are you feeling down? Like what's happening here? And just express your concern, express your concern and your, uh, your worry. Unless you have other signs or signals that he is busy doing something else during the week. And does he actually have the time if he's working those shifts? I don't know. So, um, unless there are other signs, then to jump to that conclusion simply because his sex drive is lower right now. Is I, I don't I don't think is going to be in your best interest either. Just make you paranoid for nothing. But then again, you have if you have a gut feeling, you may want to explore that. But just that element in itself is not enough to tell me like oh you should be looking into seeing if your partner is uh, is cheating. But you you do definitely need to have a healthy good conversation, an open conversation about him to find out like what's happening here. And, you know, I have to tell you, libido can change over time. It's not always steady, steady, steady throughout the life cycle of a, of a relationship. There are a lot of ebbs and flows and many, many factors external to us that can also impact our desire. So you may want to just find out what's happening some people burn out from working uh, those kinds of shifts and and maybe he's just more fatigued than usual and on the weekend he gets to rest and so he's more rested and therefore uh you know he's got uh he's got more energy somebody texted in if he is hot on weekends and not weekdays something may be up nah, i don't know about that i think it's the the rest factor is a good thing. Uh, coming up, more questions to answer. Next one how to please a woman? This person wants to know, and maybe you can help this person as well. That's coming up after. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Answering your questions tonight on this Trouble Tuesday, so please send them in. Uh, this one, can you please let me know the sensual way of being romantic and sexually attractive to other lover, especially being with that person for 34 years. So the best person to ask that question to is your lover, your partner. What does your partner consider romantic? What does she need or he need, uh, to, to, to feel, um, to, to be attractive, more attractive. Like what does your partner need? So we all have different ideas of what it is to be, uh, romantic. Some people like the flowers and the chocolates. Other people don't like that. So each person needs to know, uh, needs to be able to tell you, what it is they consider romantic but i can tell you that the little things matter far more than the big things the little attentions the getting your partner's coffee in the morning preparing them breakfast uh, putting little notes in their lunch bag uh, sending texts throughout the day that you're thinking about them that you uh, expressing gratitude Uh, and appreciation for your partner on a daily basis. Those are the little things that really make somebody feel loved and are more important than the big romantic uh, gestures. But your partner is the one who has to tell you if, she or he is being turned off by anything in, uh, in particular. And after 34 years together, listen, it, there are you know definitely dips in, uh, in desire and especially in spontaneous desire. And you may want to know from your partner what is it that they would appreciate um, to feel uh, relaxed, to feel open, to uh, more sexuality as well. So that's something else. But again, conversations very very important to have these sexual conversations uh, my sex partner is having trouble with the condom it ripped what is the best solution for him well we first we need to find out why did it rip is it the wrong size so one condoms has a they have like 60 different condoms different sizes for girth and and for length and etc so they uh, you can measure send them measurements and then figure out which condom fits you best. So try and look up one condoms and see uh, if you can get a better idea of a better fit because sometimes the condom breaks because of the fit. Other times condom breaks because uh, the wrong lubrication is used or no lubrication. So using a water-based lubrication or silicone lubrication is what you should use. Never use oil-based with a condom because it can cause breakage. Improper use of a condom also can cause it to break, so not leaving enough room at the tip to collect the ejaculate. If you don't pinch off an inch, then uh, more likely that it will break as well. Five one four eight hundred. if you want to text in uh, a question, you want to call in, you can do that at 514-790- 0800 or feel free to email me to laurie at com. i'm a 45 year old male after a decade of no dating no sex i'm about to enter a sexual relationship do you know the very best resources of how to pleasure a woman, i.e. hands, fingers, oral intercourse, the entire overall experience? I know that communication with my partner is most important, but I would like my own starting point for female pleasure knowledge. In no previous relationship did the women encourage me or instruct me on how to pleasure her. My soon-to-be sexual partner has made it clear this is just about sex. She's a widow and and simply misses having physical sex with a man. How will I know if I'm capable of this, i.e. not becoming emotionally attached? So there's a two-part question here. Let me get to the first part. So again, every woman is different, and every woman may need to be stimulated differently. So that's why sexual communication is absolutely important. But your starting point is that most women need some form of clitoral stimulation. Oral sex works really well for most women using your tongue to stimulate the clitoris but of course don't neglect the rest of her uh, her body parts she's more than just her vulva uh, because for you know sex is an all body experience as well so you want to start with caressing uh, her skin not going straight for the genitals breasts etc and then make your your way down so there's a couple of things I recommend this, uh, these, um, uh, CDs or DVDs, I should say the, uh, they used to be on video. They're called the better sex video series. You can find them online. If you just, um, Google better sex video series, you'll, you'll see where that is. It's a DVD set that shows sexual techniques. It's not porn. So they, it shows sexual techniques in detail. Someone else wrote in, uh, he should watch some soft core porn. So watch Watching more erotica or erotic porn is something that could also, uh, help you. Now for your second question, it's very hard to say whether someone will develop an attachment or not, but I would not invest so much into this relationship. Take it for what it is, a playmate, somebody to have fun with. And if you find that you are getting attached, then talk about it, share with her But the relationship will likely end if she only wants a casual thing with you. So uh, don't expect that if you simply give her time and attention that she's going to fall for you and want something more. She's making her needs very clear to you and making her expectations very clear to you. So don't go in at thinking, oh, I can change her mind. All the love I have and all everything I can give her will change her mind. That's just not, uh, you'll be disappointed, unfortunately, in, in those situations. Not that it can't happen, but you'd be setting yourself up for uh, a little bit of uh, failure there. The Passion Poet weighs in. (laughs) For those of you who think your partner is cheating, I'm sure you're not alone. I will give you a few tips and tell you in this poem. Remove his light-colored underwear. Only the dark ones remain. If he is getting quickies on the side, his his penis will leave sperm stains. If you suspect he had sex earlier, demand that you want your fun. Tell tale if he cannot get it up. Or if you only get half of him, his usual, come. You could invade his privacy. His phone may provide a clue. I do not recommend that. Don't want that done to you. I hope everything works out. Show understanding and compassion. Remember Dr. Lori's motto, live your life with passion. (laughs) Ah, Very well, very well said. That's for the woman who wrote in who suspects maybe her partner is cheating because he know, wants to have less sex with her than usual. Uh, as a guy who had a FF, I get a, a friend with benefits, uh, someone always gets attached. Well, some people do. I mean, I don't know if it happens every time, but the likelihood is when you share sexual intimacy, there is a much greater likelihood of attachment forming, especially over uh, over time, it's been a year that I'm living in France without my family, and I tried to keep myself clean and don't have any relationships with any ladies as I consider it a, a betrayal to my beloved one. Could you please advise what I should do as it's annoying me and I'm not able to bring my family with me? And how can I drive my passion? So, first and foremost, monogamy and fidelity is a choice it is a choice we all make whether we make that choice or we decide to live in consensual non-monogamous relationships it is still a choice it is our the behavior that's in our control Uh, living in a long distance relationship though makes this choice sometimes quite uh, difficult you heard our passion poet talk about living a long distance relationship it's hard because your partner's not there physically with you to have sex with. But many couples do find ways to fulfill their needs in other ways. So masturbation is the, you know, the obvious answer. Uh, but consider maybe having phone sex or video sex with your partner where you can each masturbate, turn each other on verbally and visually and maybe you can also release some of that extra energy in exercise Uh, i just hope you get to see your family soon and i totally totally understand your uh, frustration because anybody would be frustrated in uh, a long distance relationship when you don't have access to your partner and you want to remain faithful to your partners like what do i do with this sexual energy well I can tell you one thing, no one's ever died from not having sex. So that's, that's something. So, and remember, whatever choices you make affect the relationship. So you may decide, oh, well, maybe my partner won't find out. I'll go, you know, cheat. It'll only be for a one-time thing. But that one-time thing that lasted an hour may ruin the entire marriage. So think about that. Uh, J.D., had comments wanting less sex doesn't mean anything I'm pretty sure most guys can tell you they can get it up three hours later no problem so this is for our our lady who texted in um so just because your partner doesn't you know wants less sex does not mean he is going elsewhere I think that's the main message there Uh, My penis used to be a lot bigger, last a lot longer, thicker and harder erections, and for years I've been trying to fix it, but to no help. I've even tried not to masturbate for a while, but nothing. Can you help? So right now, it's a little bit difficult to answer the question. I have no idea what your age is, and aging can certainly have a significant impact on the genitals. As men age, sorry to tell you this, guys, but penises and testicles can shrink a bit and erections become less rigid so it makes the penis look smaller when it's erect than when you were younger another reason a penis can appear smaller is because of weight gain the bigger you are the smaller your penis appears not to mention you also gain fatty tissue around the pubic area so it's covered part of your penis will be covered with this fatty tissue there's actually a saying that says lose 30 pounds gain an inch so obviously if you don't need to lose 30 pounds it's a different story Uh, but there's also evidence to suggest that men who've had prostatectomies Uh, may experience some penis shrinkage as well. Another culprit could be something called Peyronie's disease, where there's scar tissue that develops inside the penis. We've talked about that curvature, and that can reduce reduction in length and girth. And then, of course, anything that affects your um, blood flow into your penis, if it's not fully, fully, fully erect, it will appear smaller. So smoking, medications, all kinds of things. So we need to know what it is before we can actually treat it. Coming up, a dating question about not owning a car and would somebody want to date him anyway? That's coming up after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program. You have time to send in your questions right here till 11 o'clock, 514 800 is the text line, or you can call in at 514 If I don't drive a car or own a car, does that mean that I should give up on finding potential lovers? I don't want to be a burden on my new partner in the relationship. Also, I'm 24, but the only people I'm interested in dating are people in their 30s. I'm not interested in my own age group. I want a serious relationship, not some one-time fling. I was told that was odd. Is something wrong with me? I take my sexual health very seriously too, so I try not to have a lot of partners. First of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with you uh, preferring the company of slightly older women. That's number one. I mean, you'd have to find women who would be okay with dating somebody that much younger. That's the other option, the the other sticking point. Uh, But if you use dating apps, for example, make sure you put in your profile that you're looking for uh, mature, more mature, or a little older, like you can put in the age category you're looking for and that you're looking for someone serious. As for not owning a car, I don't think this is an issue that can't be overcome. First of all, having a driver's license is a good thing. So you can always... Uh, get a driver's license and you can use car sharing options when you need them i think many people who live in city centers do not own cars and frankly you're just going to have to be with a partner who's okay with it if a partner tells you oh sorry i don't date people with no cars well uh, you know okay next like, what are you going to do about it? It's not, uh, you shouldn't not be looking simply because you don't have a car. As one texture wrote in, lots of people who live downtown do not own a vehicle. So um, again, I, I think better to have a license. It's okay not to own the vehicle, but having a license is helpful because then you can rent a car. So if you want to go away on a weekend or you want to be the one driving, or even if your partner has a car, and you just take over. Sometimes the partner just doesn't want to drive and you get to drive the car or her car. So that's a possibility too. Um, back with, uh, the, the person who wrote in whose partner is lives in Europe or is spending 50% of her time in Europe. Is it fair to put that pressure on her considering her mom's worsening condition? You know, expressing your feelings isn't a a pressure. I don't think giving her an ultimatum is a good place to go and that would be a a stressful thing because what is she supposed to do? If her mother is dying or or very sick, then uh, obviously that's where she needs to be. But expressing how you feel is not a, a bad thing. Saying that you are lonely and that this is getting more and more difficult for you Maybe there's another option. Maybe she'll suggest, I don't know, why don't we have an open relationship for a while or maybe let's just separate for a little while. Whatever it is, there may be other options available there and um, and that may work too. So that's something to look at. My wife's a travel attendant and travels a lot. I would love to do phone sex, but I don't trust the internet. <laughs> well, FaceTime. Like, what do you mean you don't trust it? <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I get that. I, I certainly wa- wouldn't want to put certain things out there, but I don't know if there's any risk with, with FaceTiming your partner. I don't know. 514 800. I find it really uncomfortable and at times painful to put even one finger inside my vagina. I don't know if it's because I'm a virgin or anything. I'm sort of interested and would like to know what the inside is like, but I can't even try to do anything because of the pain. Is this normal? So clearly good for you for wanting to know your body and and feeling what the inside of your vagina feels like. But you shouldn't really be experiencing pain with a finger. And, and I would say it all depends on the kind of pain you're having. Is the pain at the entrance or is it on the inside? Maybe you should be evaluated by a gynecologist or even better yet, a pelvic floor physiotherapist. They, they go right in there and help you figure this out. So they're specialized in this area. And first of all, they could help you learn to relax your vaginal muscles because it's very possible that it's hurting you because you're tensing. And when your muscles are contracting and they're tense, well, then it's going to be a a little more painful or uncomfortable to get anything in there, including a a finger. So this is something that a, a a pelvic floor physiotherapist can do to help you also with uh, penetration, but in a gradual manner. So they use, um, They use these um, dilators and uh, they start with, you know, the size one of a a, a, a small finger and they move on to like, it's like think of all the tampons and the different sizes of tampons, for example, and then they move on uh, then. Another texturized, maybe she should lube her finger uh, vagina as well. That's a good idea. Uh, Making sure that there's some lube there is a, a good idea as well, actually. Um, A young man looking for an older woman is not easy. Women mature faster than men, and they may look at you as a child, and she would not be wrong, which is why women prefer older guys. Intellectual equality. That's uh, quite true. There's something to be said about that, So, uh, especially a woman who's looking for a serious relationship. Although after watching Love is Blind, that series on Netflix, there was one... One couple that, uh, well, they didn't exactly succeed. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> blow it for anybody who's going to watch it, but there was one couple where the guy was 24 and she was like 35 or something like that, and they hit it off and uh, fell in love. So it's possible, but the, the, the age thing was still kind of an issue. She didn't really know until later that he was that young, but nonetheless... I shaved my pubic area and had a severe reaction. I don't know if it was heat bumps or ingrown hairs. It is very uncomfortable, and several of the ingrown hairs or bumps has turned into a kind of sore, not real big, just noticeable. Do you have any recommendations as to what I should do to treat it? So this is a common kind of occurrence, First of all, yes, you probably, the bumps are probably due to ingrown in hairs, which are very common with waxing and, and shaving. Do not pop the bumps. You can cause an in infection, even though it might be tempting. So you would want to apply warm compresses on those. But if it is a rash, like a, a called a, a razor burn, really, uh, then for that you would apply cool compresses because you want to reduce the swelling and you want to soothe the area but you also want to do this for the next time you shave a few tips for you is to soften the hair first before you go at it with a razor so like in the shower with uh, with steam for example a lot of people tend to hold the skin taut you know uh, they stretch the skin when shaving and that also is not a great idea and only shave in the direction of hair growth and then rinse off with cool water. So that might be some, those are some, just some tips to avoid the, the razor burn or the, the rash that you get after, that some women get, not, not all women, but some women get that. And now, of course, everybody's shaving it all. So we're seeing, or not me, but doctors, medical doctors are seeing far more infections in that area due to those ingrown hairs and if you're unlucky and it turns into some kind of abscess or something like that that's painful uh, but it does uh, it, it does happen and uh, t- texter says make sure you never use an old razor to shave especially the razor that I shave my face with. Yes, keep one razor for you and one razor for your partner who shaves his beard. It's not the same kind of hair. Uh, coconut butter cream on the vagina. What do you mean coconut butter cream? You, using a softening cream is a good idea, yes, if you, uh, to be able to, to shave also. So anything that softens the hair follicles is a, a good idea. Is it possible, oh, this is the next question. So this person is asking about sexual confidence taking a dive because, possibly because he has too many partners. We'll explain that next and we'll see if anybody has some tips for uh, this, uh, this gentleman who seems to be lacking some sexual confidence. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800 trouble Tuesdays tonight on the program, answering your questions. All right, here's one. Is it possible that I'm having sexual confidence, take a dive because I'm having sex with multiple partners. I don't feel as confident as I once did. And very often I find myself unsure of myself, both sexually and in my daily life. Could this be a problem that is connected to me having multiple partners? What do you think folks? Do you think this is that his confidence might be affected? The only issue that I see here is that maybe having multiple partners means you're not taking the time to really connect and feel like vulnerable and safe with one particular person. When we feel safe and connected, it's a lot easier just to be ourselves and not see sex as just a, uh, just a performance. I think this is the case for many men. I could be wrong. Am I wrong, men? At least that's what I see in my practice. So I would say see what happens if you stick to one partner and really get to uh, to know each other and see if that, that works out any differently for you. To me, that's what it's about. But, um, but again, I, it's just a hypothesis, just a guess from the very little information I have on you, of course. Uh, All right, got an email here. Hi, Dr. Lori, love your show, especially Troubled Tuesdays. Here's my situation. I am a 55-year-old man and separated, no children, and in good shape with a good career with excellent earnings. I have a couple of female friends for sex, but no girlfriend. I have a male friend that was supposed to meet a woman from an online site, but they had a fight over the cost of the Uber, so it did not work out and they never met. Oh jeez. He passed me her pictures and an audio of her tragic story and desperation. Her story made me cry and rip my heart out. She is a 25-year-old exotic dancer going to university and she has been abused, raped and beaten. I reached out to her via, via social media and got her attention because of our love for pets. She asked if I wanted to be her sugar daddy, but I said no. She needed cash for her bills, so without meeting her, I sent her cash. I established trust. We met the following weekend, and she shared her tragic story, informed me that she was depressed and suicidal. She is on meds for ADHD. I decided to help her with me cooking meals, cash, emotional support, buying groceries, buying tampons, buying clothes, counseling, plane ticket home at Christmas, mentorship, advice, vet pills, bills, not to mention babysitting her dog. This support is in the five-figure range, and she says that she will pay me back. No, she won't. But I'm not holding my breath. My, my lawyer thinks I'm crazy. We built a plan to get her back on track. She did stop working for two months as she was burnt out and hates men touching her for $15 a song. The relationship is completely platonic, and my goal is to get her back on her feet. We get along well and are comfortable just like good friends. From the beginning, she wanted to know what my expectations were, and I was clear, help her out. She is sexy and beautiful, but I could not think of sex with her due to her rough history. We would get together on a weekly basis for a review, dinner, wine, and massage, which was her request. One night she had too much wine and indicated during the massage that she was excited. When she flipped to her front for the first time, she asked that I massage her breasts and then her vagina and then lick her breasts. I complied and she had two orgasms, blah, blah. I drove her home that night due to what happened. We discussed what happened a week later and she did not think it was a big deal and appreciated the pleasure. I told her that I was shocked. The next massage, it was purely therapeutic. She went back to dancing, but I still help her out oh my god this is like a uh (laughs) this is a romance novel here uh we have had some rough patches because of her sometimes disrespectful behavior and sometimes she is unappreciative selfish and self-centered oh boy what are you getting yourself into she claims that she is embarrassed by all my help one time we did not communicate for five days but she came back to me for advice and input and your money her life is now back on track and no longer depressed going back to school soon and is more positive and has a love interest in a promising man, which makes me happy because this would round out her recovery. She told her beau about me, but not the money or massage. We still talk text, but she is more independent. I'm happy that I have helped and I'm ready to take a step back and move on where she says that I'm like an uncle, best friend, emotional supporter. And if it was not for me, she might've had to become an escort and would like to have me around for continued mentorship. I would like to say goodbye as she has dramatically improved and is in a better place. How do I execute this as I need to focus on me and her pot-smoking Instagram lifestyle drives me crazy, but I'm still concerned about her fragility. Many thanks. Signed, Troubled Mentor. PS, you rock and thank you for all you do. Wow, what a story uh, this is. What a story. So it sounds to me like you've taken this, Basically this child under your wing as if she was your child, except for that one instance of sexual stuff that that went on there. Do you feel like you're being used here? Do you feel I mean, it sounds like you're a really nice guy and you've done you you've done a real mitzvah, like you did a really nice thing for somebody, helped them out and, and what have you. So I I, like kudos to you for that and not expecting anything in return. I, I, I didn't know where this was going. Like I was thinking, oh my goodness, he's falling in love with her. That would be to me, um, would be crossing a line somewhere simply because it could, you know, she might just be there because of what you've been able to offer her. But for all intents and purposes, yes, you were her sugar daddy. You are her daddy. <laughs> uh, I think it's okay for you to say, look, you know, our friendship is has come to a close and I wish you luck and I think you're great and I hope you have a, a beautiful life and I'm glad I was able to, to help you and pay it forward. Tell her just, just, just like that. I hope you pay it forward one day and, and that's it. This person wrote, this woman is brilliant. Sucked him in 300%. Uh, this guy went too far. His lawyer is right. Get your crap together and smarten up. Eesh. Um, wow. So I, I don't know what to tell you really. Uh, I don't know if you feel like you've been duped, taken advantage of or not. doesn't sound like it, but man, she did, uh, she did take advantage. I mean, for, I'm looking at the list of everything you paid for. You supported her 100 percent. So either you're Santa Claus or I don't know. Um, but anyhow, if your question is simply how to, uh, how to execute the, 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 the goodbye, just simply tell her, look, I, I care about you. I care what happens to you, but I, I, I need to move on and focus my energies elsewhere. End of story. And if she reaches out to you occasionally, then let her reach out to say hi, but otherwise don't reach out to her. Because you're making somebody very dependent on you as well. And to me, that isn't uh, the best place for you to be or the be- you know, you're really not helping her in the long run if that's what uh, what you're doing. All right, that was heavy duty. Mm, and then uh, texturize, I think that too many guys take it on as a challenge to have sex with many women as they possibly can i'm not impressed so talking about the guy who's losing sexual confidence well maybe i mean but then it to me when when guys do this it becomes so much more about the performance right it's not about the connection it's not about the intimacy it's not about vulnerability it's really just about sex and performing and if You don't rise to the occasion with one person in particular or that person doesn't respond the way you expect them to respond and it's just the sex, then I suppose it can really affect your your sexual confidence and, and your overall confidence, frankly. Okay. Let's see. Could you help me? I've been living without sex for a couple of years. Not that I don't feel graceful about it. I'm not sure what that means. I just feel that it's an addiction that never gets attention. Should I just give up and be single? I'm not even social with males. So I, I'm assuming this is, is difficulty with women, difficulty with men. I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I'm not sure why you would call it an addiction. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having sexual desire, with wanting uh, sexual release. Why would you need to just give up? Maybe... You need to learn some social skills, like how to connect with people, some basic social skills. I think you need to explore your options, maybe go online, maybe use some uh, dating apps, or get involved in activities where you meet people. You need to get social. Like, this is really the bottom line. It's not just about finding a partner, finding a sex partner, but getting out there. And, uh, and socializing will help you in every aspect of your life a text for the guy who wrote in give her the rest of your money tell her you are now broke goodbye will come from her <laughs> you mean if the well runs dry she will not want to be your friend anymore possibility you could test that I guess uh, that's it for me for this Trouble Tuesdays. Thank you so much for sending in your letters to me or your, your questions. I'm always, always happy to answer them. You can send them throughout the week to laurie at drlaurie.com and I will answer questions at the beginning of every show, in fact. Uh, thank you so much to Dave Simon, our technical producer. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Batito or uh, you can go through my website, which is a good way to email me from at uh, drlori.com where you will also find all the podcasts of all the past shows uh, are right there that you can download, listen anytime and share with people who you think um, maybe could get helped from some of these issues that we uh, we talk about here on the program coming up next year on cjd we bring you the ctv national news have a wonderful rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion yeah. I can feel it every-